Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ron and Anian. Part of the problem in diagnosing a vehicle, for me, it gets to be emotional. If we are to truly discover the meaning of these events, perhaps we should, for the time being, let them unfold. The Car Doctor. If you let your emotions get involved, this car's a piece of junk, this car's a piece of junk, this car's a piece of junk, and it's not like that. That has to go to the back of your mind. It has to be, what's the source of the problem? What steps am I going to take to resolve it? Are you incapable of restraining yourself, or do you take pride in being an insufferable know-it-all? Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Welcome, listeners. Good to be here with you today. Uh, We're going to dive right into it. Once again, we welcome back Mark Mills, and uh, we're going to be talking electric vehicles. So sit down, stay tuned, and uh, get ready for a shock. No pun intended. Mark, welcome back, sir. Uh, hope Great all is to well. Be back. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. It's good, good to have you. Yep. Um, let's dive right into it. You, you know, in the news recently, um, well, two things I want to talk about in the news. Um, keep in mind, I want to talk a little bit before the end of this hour with you. Uh, Germany just did something very interesting with EVs, right? They dropped the um, uh, subsidies, I think it was. But I also want to. I also want to talk a little bit about. You know, I keep reading how coming out of Washington, the government is trying these mandates on appliances. And I know that's not necessarily a car show story or an an EV story, but that appliance mentality about trying to make all the appliances green, uh, there's an EV guideline to that also, is there not? I mean, don't they tie them together? Well, they're tied together first philosophically in this sense that we have Washington bureaucrats mandating what kind of products you can use or have not not regulating if you like their physical safety you know like underwriters labs but mandating what you're allowed to buy banning your ability to purchase certain kinds of products so it's exactly the same the idea 
many states have tried this, a number have, certainly California, I think Maine's going to do it next, is make it illegal for you to purchase a gas water heater or a gas furnace or a gas appliance or stove for your home. Um, so a, a product that is in widespread use for, well, we'll call it centuries, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and globally in widespread use, it will now be banned. And it's not like banning cigarettes. I mean, the people, and we didn't, ban, by, by the way, not, not to, to, to be, use a ham-handed analogy, cigarettes are not banned, even though there probably isn't a single listener listening who doesn't think, even if they're smokers, the cigarettes don't hurt you. I mean, come on. Right. Um, we, you could do lots of things that hurt you that you enjoy. I get that. We're human. But the government has long held that cigarettes are dangerous, and we didn't ban cigarettes, which affirmatively hurt people and caused insurance costs to go up in the health industry, healthcare industry. So here we come along, and for the putative assumption that some small incremental benefit to the far future from not burning natural gas in your home and emitting carbon dioxide, we should ban a product. I mean, I, never mind the, the, you know, the motivation. The idea behind it is, is really offensive. Uh, so it's same for cars. I'm going to ban the sale of internal combustion engines. So far in 12 states, D.C. is just getting ready to do it next, and at least a dozen countries have you know, stood up to do that. And the EPA's new rule would effectively ban internal combustion sales for sort of 70, 80 percent of all vehicles by 2032, I think it is. So this is this is a phenomenal overreach. The only time we've had bans of this scale was one time in American history, which is, of course, the ban on on alcohol consumption. You know, I, I think I think about that. Not that I'm a I'm not a huge drinker, but I, re, I remember that. You know, you start making the the comparison that yeah, we had prohibition, and yeah, we did. that that yeah. didn't that didn't end too well, because um, here we are, it's available well, again, right? Um, not available again. What it did, the law, the law of unintended consequences about laws. When you try to ban something that's widely consumed and used, um, you create all sorts of unintended consequences. Not least the criminality that surrounded um, everybody still consuming alcohol and created underground industry. The other ban, by the way, which is relevant to the EV uh, domain or cars in general, was the ban of driving quickly in 1973 right. when we banned, banned the ability to drive at normal speeds, i.e. over 55 miles an hour. And what that did is it, it, uh, it, was, the, it was even more, even a more widely flouted law than the ban of consuming alcohol uh, because people simply ignored it and you know, a lot more speeding tickets. A lot of cops just ignored it. Some didn't. But it, it really is a very dangerous thing to ban things that are silly to ban that people will ignore and create, under you know, all kinds of unintended consequences. But anyway, the ban, the ban on appliances is no different than the ban on cars. It's motivated by the same thing, the same bad instincts to to have status control over consumer choices that are you know, convenient and sensible. The, I think. The, I think the sad thing about the appliance ban and what they're trying to take away from us is they, they might be able to achieve it because, you know, hey, I can get this, but I can't get that. The problem is going to be, you know, if you don't have, you know, the electric cost. Right, we're back to because they want to convert every appliance to electric something or an electric water heater or minimize the amount yeah. of natural gas flowing through the natural gas device. 
and, and and it's like the EV situation. And this is where I think the analogy in my mind, where I was trying to put the two together, is is we don't have the resources. It's not, you know, it's like we keep saying we want to go back in time. I want to be eighteen again. It just it just can't happen. It's not it's not physically possible. Um, well, if you shift if you shift that much energy demand from gas to electric, which is what the goal is, then you're right. You have to build electric infrastructure to handle it, and we're not. It is flat, and they, and to do it takes time and also costs money. And of course, you've now uh, you've increased risks to society. One of the benefits of having two fuels to your house when there's power outages is you still have hot water, you still have stove that works, fireplace you could use. That doesn't happen in an all electric world, uh, which is which is high risk by definition. You know, when are they going to when are they going to prevent us from lighting fires in the fireplace? Well, that you know. Oh, well. <laughs> Colorado, a long, long time ago, banned uh, new house construction with wood, sto- with, wood, wood fireplaces. Yeah, really? Sure. I didn't get, know that. Get ready. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, that just bring it brought another thing to mind. I was watching this sh- show on Netflix the other day. Uh, they were talking about food and beef and and cows and how cows emit. I don't know if this is true or not, but it must be true. I saw it on TV. Um, <laughs> you know, cows emit uh, the current. Population of cows in the United States emit more um, greenhouse gases than the entire transportation industry. It was some astounding claim that cows are more well, deadly to the environment than the automobile. And so they I, want to they want to ban uh, milk and beef. Uh, so what they're referring to is the fact that the ruminant bacteria in the cow's gut, uh, the digestion of grasses by cows, and all 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 that class of creatures. Emits methane. Methane is a um, more uh, more powerful in the greenhouse lexicon, more powerful greenhouse gas than CO two. By by depending on how you measure, by a factor of twenty. So uh, you know, a pound of methane emitted is like twenty pounds of carbon dioxide. It's shorter lived in the atmosphere, but it's that's what it does. So that's some of the um, the rules that are being promulgated are directed not just at carbon dioxide emissions from combustion, and it's not from cow farts. It's just commonly that's. <laughs> That smell of sulfur dioxide for the college kids that remember what the misbehaviors and enjoyment they had right. at uh, you know, the flatulent. But it's methane burps. It's the burping of cows, the uh, biodigestion by bacteria of, of grasses. And, of course, termites, uh, forget meat and beef, the termite, termites emit methane as well. And the, one of the largest sources of methane emissions globally are from termites. We don't count them because we don't eat termites. We don't grow termites, so they're irrelevant. But yet we want to regulate cows because you know we grow cows. I mean, it's um, this, the path is, uh, it, you know, I, I, I would use the word insane because it's probably the right the right word to use. This path towards trying to find every possible source of human emissions of greenhouse gases and regulate it or ban it is really it's not going to end well because you. We can't do it. I mean, right. it's just a, no matter what people are saying, it just can't be done. So does, you know, going back to where we started our conversation, does the appliance controls we see currently being applied by Washington, is that a reflection of the mentality of what they expect from the electric vehicle? And that's why they're dragging us. I mean, you, you in that direction, I mean, you just said another, you know, Washington, D.C. is going to add the ban or Washington is going to add the ban. Um, I don't know if you meant D.C. or the state, but. Um, you know, we're, we're again, and, and yet some states are saying, hey, we can't do this. It's not going to work, right? Uh, well, a, few, a number of states are, they're not all on board, but Washington, D.C. is de facto banning 
internal combustion engines through the EPA's proposed rule. And that that's being challenged, but that'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. Right. You never know. Governments can do a lot. Right. The, the, the District of Columbia itself has joined California, New York, Maine, other states in banning the, the ability as a resident of that state to purchase an internal combustion engine by the year 2032, I think it is. So, you know, long before we get to that point in time, if those laws and those bans stay on the books, long before we get to that period, which is only only eight years out, long before then, automakers, if those bans stay in place, will have to think about whether they shut down a lot of factories because they'll be overproducing internal combustion engines. And those decisions will have to be made a few years from now, not not seven or eight years from now, but a few years from now. You have to get ahead of that curve. So if they really think those bans will stay in place, then you'll begin to see auto industry production ramping down because you won't be able to sell the products, and you've got to start thinking strategically about what you can close and quickly can close it. And, of course, the effect of that will be to raise the cost of um, vehicles. There will be fewer vehicles available preemptively, and it will raise the cost of used cars, as we've talked about before, and raise the cost of repairing used cars because people are going to keep their cars longer. And uh, it's going to be a, a, a very vicious downward spiral of high costs and uh, inconveniences that will begin, again, not in 2032 when the bans are proposed, but before it by years. So un- unless we unless we come back to the sane side of the coin. So makes this election year very, very interesting. You're listening to Ron Anany and the Car Doctor. I'm talking to Mark Mills of the Manhattan Institute. And um, we're chatting away about EVs and a bunch of other topics this hour. So stay put. Mark, stay on the side there. I'm Ron Anany, The Car Doctor. We'll both be back right after this. Don't go away. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Need advice on how to maintain that classic GTO? Ron is the guy. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Welcome back, listeners. Ron and Amy and the Car Doctor are here with the uh, often imitated, never duplicated 
underappreciated Mark Mills of the Manhattan <laughs> Institute. How are you? you hanging in there, Mark? I had to give you that one, right? Um, that was good. You know, it's, that's it's, good. I just, I, I do. I, I, I'll take. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. I, 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 just, I do have to. You, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to correct one thing. I should have told you at the outset. Uh, first of the year, I left the Manhattan Institute, my beloved Manhattan Institute, where I'm supposed to be contributing editor to its great city journal. But now I am a distinguished, and you'll have to treat me with more respect now, Ron. Uh-uh. I am a distinguished distinguished senior fellow with the Texas Public Policy Foundation. I've um, changed uh, horses because the, um, they made me an offer uh, to come and play with them, but especially to help build out a new national energy initiative think tank of some kind based in Washington. It's a, not a Texas-based activity, but a Texas-sponsored activity because, well, Texas is the energy giant of America and, in fact, of the world. So. And, they, and, they, and they realize what's at stake. They do. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, one last thing from our last conversation, and by the way, congratulations for that. I don't want to just ignore that. Um, that's kind of neat. Uh, you know, about, about two weeks ago in the news, Germany decided to do away with the incentive for purchasing or supporting yeah. EVs. What was that yeah. all about? Money. Apparently <laughs> money matters. What a shock. Yeah. I mean, you can't subsidize everything forever. And, it, and what, it, what it was all about is the it made a lie of the trope that if you subsidize EVs, the volumes will go up and they'll get cheaper. And EVs are inherently more expensive than conventional cars, um, except for in the luxury market, which is it's functionally irrelevant to most of the world. So for the everyday car, EVs are inherently more expensive, and they are now being produced at scale. We're no longer talking about a nascent industry. There are millions of them being manufactured. Tesla did uh, you know over a million a year themselves last year. It's a mature, large industry, and it still requires massive subsidies to get people to buy them, which means governments are facing the prospect if they push EVs as the only vehicle you're allowed to buy, is subsidizing every car everybody buys. So it's it's unsustainable. You can't you can't do these kinds of things. So, and so, the, so, the lie that they get cheap is not true. So wait, you're telling me that Germany woke up and said, "Wait, we can't afford to continue in this path. Let's just." Let's eliminate it and yeah. stop it here. Yeah, and they, they did other things. Remember, they are pursuing this aggressive wind and solar path on their grids, and they're, uh, there's essentially no, I believe last year there was no net new orders in Europe for, for uh, turbines, wind turbines, and they are reactivating coal plants in Germany, digging up more coal, and the cost of the natural gas is soaring because of their, because of the understandable policy to de-link from Russian gas, but that means instead of the geopolitical discounts that Putin was giving Germany, they're gone. So energy got more expensive, and their economy is shrinking, and they're deindustrializing, And so on the, at all of this on the backs of bad energy policy, that's where it all came from. It all, it all comes back to bad energy policy being mandated by the government, unaffordable. So the next domino is the one that just fell, which is knocking out EV subsidies. So when does that fall here? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I well, you know, if it takes as long to happen here as it did there, we're in for a few more years. I, I think a fiscal sanity will, rather than somebody deciding that 
oops, we were wrong, we don't like EVs. That's not going to happen. I like EVs, as you know. We've talked right. about sure, it before. Sure, yeah. The performance opportunities and different kind of flexibility for they're nice, they're great, fun. But that's not the same thing as mandating everybody have one and subsidizing it. So I think fiscal reality will, will come back into play here faster than it did in Germany uh, for a whole lot of reasons. And I, so if I were picking it, if we want to take an over-under bet, um, I'd take two years. Okay. I'd say, I'd say two years, the, the subsidies go away. Even if there's a, even if, even if Democrats have the White House, I think it's going to be financially unsustainable. That's what I think will happen. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that prediction. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk again in two years. Personally, I think it's going to yeah. be, personally, I think it's going to be 11 months, but, um, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll kind of take that. We'll kind of take well, that even as if it, it comes. You're, you're setting aside who wins the election in 11 months. Even if the red team instead of the blue team wins, uh, there's a lag. Um, because the you know we got then not till a year from this January before the next inauguration, and then you have school up time, which takes six months. But you know, a president could be, could end by executive order subsidies. Sure, yeah, um, I, I get it. They could try. But, they could try. I don't know if they could get could get away with it because it's a, you know it's legislation. Depends who has a House and Senate. It's messy. I guess my point is... It it, it becomes political. Mark, let's pull over take a pause. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor, here with Mark Mills. We'll both be back right after this. Don't go away. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Welcome back. Ron the Car Doctor here. We're talking Mark with Mark Mills. We're talking EVs and all the peripheral conversations that go along with that statement. And uh, um, as we roll along, Mark, we, you know, and you and I could probably talk a lot longer than the time we always have. 
I want to get into insurance costs. We've never really done done a deep dive, but you know, there's a lot of things that go along with that term: insurance costs and EVs, electric vehicles. Uh, enlighten us. Yeah, well, the big the big wild card here, is, as you know, is insuring the most expensive part of that vehicle, which is the battery. And unlike a internal combustion engine car, there, there's no single component that has such a high proportion of the cost of the vehicle. So roughly speaking, the battery's $15,000. could be a smaller car, $10,000. Uh, that's the manufacturer's cost. So $15,000, and the, the big ones could be $20,000. That's a lot of money. And the battery structure is extremely important for safety reasons. So if there's any mechanical damage to the battery pack, it's a huge thing in the floor, the, you know, the pan of the car, it's, it's a write-off. The, the batteries can't be repaired the way an internal combustion engine can. You know, it's a very complex machine. People think it's simple. It's not a box of goo. It's not an empty tank. There's thousands of components, thousands of welds, power electronics, cooling systems, structural systems, safety systems. It's more complex than an internal combustion engine and made from lots of exotic stuff, unlike an engine, which is, you know, cast iron and steel. Very easy to fix them, frankly, comparatively. And you can fix them. So that cost is not really showing up yet in the data, except, in, this is my theory, generally speaking, overall car insurance costs have been rising across the country. It's not just that it's getting more expensive to repair cars. I think what's going on is the percentage of cars that are being totaled for minor accidents is far higher with EVs. We know this for a fact. And that cost is being passed on to all other insurance uh, payers because insurance companies got to put the money somewhere. So they, they haven't yet made EV makers, I don't think, pay the actual underwritten cost of insuring a vehicle that gets into an accident that can be written off much more quickly. And there's another feature, by the way, for Teslas particularly, and if other automakers follow this, is that Elon Musk has done something brilliant, made it cheaper to make make his car because his frame is a single aluminum casting. No one else has been able to achieve that. It's a really incredible engineering achievement, and good on him and his team. I mean, it really is. It's amazing. But the problem with that is that aluminum, as you know, is fragile, relatively speaking. I mean, you if you get into an accident and do damage to the frame of a steel car, you can bend it back, you can replace a part. You really can't do that to a Tesla. You write off the frame. Right. And that's, that's so you get two things you're facing that are changed insurance uh, underwriting. And they'll, you know, that'll show up. It has to show up eventually as you get more and more EVs on the road. And I think what the solution is uncomplicated. The electric car owner will pay for the insurance, higher insurance costs. Ultimately, that's what will happen. And then insurance companies will be blamed <laughs> for for impeding the EV revolution. For gouging. Of and all yeah, for sudden, gouging. Gouging. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden, it'll, it'll become yeah. their fault. You know, yeah. I, I heard a story recently in the news that someone with a Rivian uh, vehicle, Rivian truck, now I think, yeah. the, I think the analogy was the damage, if it was a gas vehicle, would have been half the price. It was a $26,000 repair. And the yeah. debate was, do you yeah. fix it? And and it's it's it it just goes on every day. Uh, I've heard stories where insurance carriers are pulling out of the state of Florida because of the cost. Some of it's obviously due to, you know, the, the losses they encountered over the last couple of years with weather and hurricanes and so forth. But 
you know, it's it's also because the, the when an EV, you know, when when a hurricane hits Florida and how many EVs get wiped out as they did in the last couple of storms, <laughs> right? right? All, all right. of a sudden, the losses multiply at such a rate that the yeah. insurance company can't make a rate of return on their investment. You know, they, you know, let's talk. How does an insurance company make money? My understanding is obviously they're taking the money from you and I and everybody else, and then they're investing it. They're putting it into the stock market. They're putting yeah. it in yeah. places. Yeah. That, and, and when the market goes down, so now the market goes down, the EV cost to repair goes up. It's like the perfect storm yeah. for, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> It's a problem, and some of it is higher repair costs inherent in the fact that the parts are more expensive, they're less available, the mechanics aren't available. But that, you, to be fair, some of that works out over time in the sense that the training and availability of mechanics and parts improves over time. But it takes a long time; it's not going to happen overnight. And so those those are pretty typical features of uh, any new product. But the fact is, the inherent cost of so many of the components in an EV are higher than the inherent cost of a conventional car. So by definition, it's going to be more expensive to repair. And then when you add to that this other feature I mentioned, which is you know, there's no single component that is as expensive in a conventional car as there is in an EV, when as is the battery. And that's that's a really big risk. you got one thing that if it's damaged in a way that's going to make it unsafe, you have to write the vehicle off, and of course, that's. I had a friend whose whose wife drives a, a Tesla uh, three. It's a nice car. I've driven them. Uh, small minor fender bender, and he's, they wrote it off. Totally minor. It says nobody was hurt. It was, but it uh, caused enough potential damage to the integrity of the battery that. Uh, Why is it fender bender? It's obviously a little more than that, but they wrote it off, and it would never have been a write off. It had been a it'd been a conventional uh, vehicle. If you're standing in in front of two two dealerships, EV or gas, and you're trying to think about the cost of ownership, the, the, the gas version, the internal combustion engine, you're familiar with that if you've been driving a while. You know what oh, the yeah, costs sure. are. Yeah, you know, yeah. what, what are the hidden costs with that EV that, you know, people need to think about and make a decision based on that? You know, the things, the things they're not telling us. You know, insurance is one of them, right? Cost to repair is the other. Um, well, here, sure, but here's the thing. In the current environment, I, given what we're doing and how we're subsidizing EVs, how we're subsidizing the, the, the recharge, recharging, and if you happen to have a garage, there is a very compelling argument to be made for your second or third car to be an EV, frankly, right now, because everybody else is, is carrying the costs for you. And if you're, if you're, if you're one of the owners, that, you're, a lease, you're a, lease, a leaser, not a buyer, and you want to have a car for a few years, you know, all all of the uh, residual value risk is taken by the the lessor, not you, in the lease. You get the full credit on the lease. Uh, in the first few years of a vehicle, every vehicle's ownership, as you know, as long as quality control is reasonable, you don't have many. You don't have high repair costs, not till later. So you, you don't have to worry about that. Some, it's the it's the leaseholder's problem when they take the vehicle back. So and the re, the refueling costs are subsidized right now. You're not paying road taxes, which you will have to eventually, but right now you're not. And if you could charge at home, your, your electric utility is subsidizing the electricity for, for you. So, it's a, you know, not to be facetious, but it's true. I've, I've told uh, family members that this is a, if you want a second or third car to drive around town for convenience, buy like one of the better quality like Volkswagen or the, the Tesla three or the Hyundais are nice on Q. They're, they're nice. They're well-made cars. Uh, especially in the first few years of life, they're they're not as 
quite as reliable. You're not driving them as much, so you don't have to worry about it as much. You're not driving long distance because you're just using it for local driving. Right. But that what that masks is that what we're really talking about is not whether an individual should buy an EV for their particular lifestyle choice. It's when the government is saying to us that you could only buy an EV and everybody's going to drive one. And that's when the hidden costs show up. If the entire fuel system for vehicles is switched from gasoline to electric, we are talking about hundreds of billions of dollars of infrastructure costs, which is not being factored in for the charging networks. Hundreds of billions, not billions. Half a trillion dollars to upgrade the electric grid to charge all these vehicles. And another half a trillion dollars of of, uh, high-speed chargers, which will be needed on the road. So the current plan is to spend $7 billion on EV chargers out of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's a drop in the bucket. We're going to need to spend hundreds of billions of dollars to get enough of them on the road. Those are, those are where the hidden costs come in that are being completely ignored. And that that's non-trivial. We're talking trillion dollars of infrastructure that needs to be put in place to have a significant share. In fact, the majority of vehicles become electric fueled instead of gasoline fueled. It's These are electrical engineering challenges. They're not amenable to you know, magic, waving a wand, saying, oh, it'll get better soon. We know how to do this stuff now. We know what it costs now. And then you, have, not to think a about, then you have to think about the cost of what it's going to take you know, to the land, to the environment, to build these things, trees, forests that have to be knocked down. A lot there. Mark, let's pull over take a pause for our last break. I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor. We're here with Mark Mills. We'll return right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, listeners. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, here with Mark Mills. Mark, let's let's go where our original conversation was at the start of this hour. We wanted to talk about EV batteries and do, yeah. do a little bit of a deep. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's it's you know, if yeah. they gave us ten hours, we could talk ten hours. Um, you know, uh, let's talk a little about the true cost. I, I want to build an EV battery. What's it going to take? 
Well, that's the true cost. The EV's cost is entirely about the battery. It's, it takes a lot of stuff, a lot of metals and minerals, uh, a lot of chemicals. And this is what people, if they do a little research with the magic Google machine, they can figure this out. But the b- typical battery weighs a half a ton, just the battery, never mind the car, which is why the EVs weigh more and why EVs use more aluminum in the frame to, to cut down on the weight penalty from the battery. So to re- replace about 60 gallons of gasoline, you know, 60, sorry, 60 pounds of gasoline, uh, you got you got a thousand pound battery in terms of what they're you know transporting around, and that requires digging up somewhere on Earth about uh, 250 tons of the Earth. I've said this before to get the metals and materials to make one battery. That's where the money lies. It's the digging up all the the the, the, the Earth to get the copper, to get the aluminum, to get the manganese, to get the graphite to get uh, the aluminum for the frame and for the cathodes and anodes, all that costs money. All of it costs more than the iron and steel that dominate a regular car. A regular car, three-quarters of its weight, it's iron and steel. That's not true for an EV. For an EV, three-quarters of its weight are exotic metals and minerals that all cost more. You know, copper, aluminum, manganese, lithium, cobalt often. So where will the cost go in the future? For these complex, heavy you know, fuel tanks, the battery, they're, they're not going down significantly. They they crept up and then they crept down. Right now, they finished their cost curve decline from invention. And now the costs are going to start creeping up because the marginal cost of the next ton of copper, the next ton of manganese is rising as the world's demand starts to rise. And that's because we're not opening mines fast enough. This whole thing, everything about the future price of an EV, the future cost of an EV, can be distilled to a single thing you, you want to try to predict. How fast will the world's miners open new mines to mine the megatons of metals we need to make EV batteries? We know the answer to that. They're not opening them quickly right now. They're not investing in them. So my guess is they know something that the automakers don't know. So they, <laughs> they know the mandates are going to end. Right. And they're not about to get out of their skis with hundreds of billions of dollars of investment to build mines over the next decade when the demand for those metals is not going to appear because no one is going to want to pay the prices that are going to be demanded, you know, for the, the batteries. Right. So that's, that's just sort of the reality that, that we're living with. And this is a mining question. This is not a tech, this is not a you know, computer technology question to understand the future price of batteries. You need to study the mining industry and the refining industry. It's an industry dominated by slow cycles, long times to build things, Billion, billions, and hundreds of billions of dollars of investments, mostly foreign. The mines that are all being expanded are in Africa, South America, and Asia. Mostly Chinese. China dominates utterly, utterly dominates the refining of the key battery minerals. By dominates, I mean they have double the market share globally in battery minerals that OPEC has in oil. Utterly dominate the battery minerals market. It, it will for a decade. It sort of sounds like it's it's all about making money, Mark. That's about all the time we've got right now. <laughs> um, we're gonna, we can continue this again if the listeners want. Where can they follow you and your escapades and what you're uh, trying to accomplish? And we appreciate that. Is there a website they can go to and find out more about you and what's going on? Yeah, I keep uh, archive all my writings and speeches at tech-pundit.com. Okay. Tech-pundit.com. It's everything's there, all free. 
easy to find, except for the paywall stuff. But, you know, I apologize. I can't control that. Well, I mean, like Wall Street Journal op-eds, those, those are paywalled. Yep, gotcha. All right, kiddo. Hey, listen, you be well, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Take good care. Thank you. Take you're, care. You're very welcome. I'm Ron Anany in The Car Doctor. I'm back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back, listeners. You know, Ron and Haney, the car doctor, it's it's always informative, to say the least, talking to Mark Mills. And it's going to be interesting to see if his two-year prediction comes true about when the um, financial hard wall or financial brick wall uh, that we're supposed to hit with EVs in terms of unfeasibility actually comes. And I bet you it does. All right, Mark's pretty accurate about these things. He's got a good sense of where this is going. Um, one of the things he said to me off air was, and I, I, we're going to bring him back to talk about this in the future at a, at a higher level, is that there's no definitive proof. This is kind of staggering. Um, there's no definitive proof that EVs will help reduce CO2 emissions. And I, I would like to see it if it's out there, because what he's saying is there's an offset. We create a vehicle that doesn't burn fuel, doesn't, you know, it's, a, it's an electric vehicle, but the cost to produce that in terms of the bulldozer that digs up the dirt, the, the coal plant that produces the electricity, the way the materials are manufactured, the way you know we cut down certain parts of vegetation and, and forests and things like that, you know, it's it, there's the offset. So you know, it, it's 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 a wash, and all we're doing is spending trillions of dollars. And um, it just it just makes me wonder. Um, I know from a mechanical perspective, at a you know as a garage mechanic level, as I consider myself to be, you know street level mechanic, I question who's going to fix all these cars and the technology that's there. But that's uh, that's a story for another day. I've had an absolute pleasure being with you this weekend, and I uh, thank you for being here. Till the next time, I'm Ron and Annie in the Car Doctor, reminding you: good mechanics aren't expensive; they're priceless. See you.
It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com slash automotive. That's Amazon.com slash automotive. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 